the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Brent Ramsdale with you here at the Alchemy Lounge Foundry Distillery Company. Distilling Company. Is that true? Well, it was for a second. This is this was your side last week, so you had yourself. Well, I don't know why we yeah, would ever change sides well, after flipped, the Hawks win. It's got nothing to do with this. This is a problem this weekend, though. If you're going to be doing Thanksgiving on Saturday and we're not going to watch together, and then I don't want to take the blame for this because it's going to be your fault. So we are two for two this actually, year. Actually, you know what I watching might do? together. I may ask my wife if you can come over and watch the game. That way we that way we don't break the string. That might be we may have to do that. I don't want to quote not that I need Fleetwood to eat turkey right now. I, mean, I might have some turkey and stuffing. Oh, too. we got all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to quote Fleetwood Mac, but there's no reason to break the chain. Very good. I mean, let's face it. We have not been super lucky over the years no, watching no, together. It, 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 and so fact, when it, we when we're two for two this year, in and, fact, it was it was actually almost a requirement that you and I could not watch right. together. Remember the bowl game last year? I was going to come over at halftime after being at another party. And I text you, I go, man, I'm not, I'm not moving. You're and not I, moving. Because if I leave and, and, and I come over, I'm going to be the reason we lost, and, and I'm not doing and this. I, obviously, I yep. wasn't moving. Exactly. You weren't. So There was no chance of and, me moving. Hawks win this one this last week at Minnesota, 35-7. to They go to 2-2 two and two on the year. Penn State this week at 2.30 hey, on the Big Ten Network. Brett, Brett, should we call a timeout right now? Well, oh, wait, we got three left. <laughs> uh We'll get into that a little bit here. Uh, this will be an attempt, by the way, for Kirk Ferentz this weekend for his 100th Big Ten win. Uh, and they have actually lost six in a row to Penn State, which is something we you – know, the win last week was the sixth in a row for the uh, over the so Gophers. So the Hawks have so. lost six in a row to Penn State. There was one year where it was bad. I mean – there was only the, the last three have been super close, right? One touchdown games, and then there's – so it's been a decade since Iowa won – in Happy Valley, that was the 2009 Adrian Claiborne, Adrian Claiborne uh, block, block punt, punt. game, uh, which Brent Musburger you know, did that yeah, game. Fabulous game, fabulous game. Um, but however, however, and Pero, <laughs> but Iowa, you know, th- this week obviously this is th- this is an opportunity. This is probably not. The greatest Penn State teams. We'll talk about that. Although I don't think it's as bad as 0 and 4. We'll have to talk about that. But well, they are as bad as 0 and 4 because they are. They're because they are. You, you are, are what, what your you record says. says you are. Okay, whatever. Well, they should have beat Indiana. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, they should have. They, well, where do you want to go? I want to go with the Minnesota game to start with. Let's, okay, let's. let's I thought we were on free form. No, we're, we're not. No, we're not. We're not rapping. Did you, I was thinking today while I was putting up. Christmas lights and uh, allegedly, what yeah, whatnot. Um, outside my my humble abode, this show was kind of like. Remember, Chris Farley did all those uh, Saturday Night Live skits where he would be. It was the Chris Farley show, and he interviewed people. And you go, you remember that time when, you know, you said this, and that was really cool. <laughs> That's kind of how this show goes, right? Sometimes, yeah, except yeah. for I don't recall yeah. either one of us ever remembering a time. No, that's true. Um, we have great remembrance of, of about a long time ago. A lot of things. Yes. Uh-oh. So, uh oh. So in this football game this last weekend, uh, Tyler Goodson goes for 142 yards. Um, 
what we expected was Minnesota couldn't stop the run, and they absolutely couldn't. Uh, Tyler did break off a big one in the third quarter, which was important. But honestly, if not for just an absolute horse call uh, in the first half, he'd have had another 30 yards, and Iowa probably has another touchdown. The game's over earlier than it even was. Uh, Iowa was able to find – they have found their offensive line alignment, and I, I feel bad that uh, maybe Coy Cronk and, and – uh, uh, possibly shooter are currently not in that group, but right now, as it's set up, I wouldn't change a thing. Of course, because not. they're because it's not only the fact that they're opening a hole here and there; they're opening them on on the different types of plays, right? So we we begrudge the stretch play from time to time, but the stretch play works when you've also opened a, a hole of straight up the middle, or you've did done you a zone cutback. Michigan or, last night, I did not. So they were running the outside stretch play, and they were getting great seal blocks on the edge and they was going for great yards we run inside zone we run outside zone occasionally we we run iso we run fullback lead and the beauty actually of the iowa running game when it gets going when it's working right as you and i have often said is that when the offensive line is in sync and in that symphonic motion where they are all stepping together it's a very 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 powerful thing to watch and it's really really fun for those of us remember jordan canzari ran it 16 or 17 times in a row against illinois yeah. to finish off a right football and, game. and how does that happen it doesn't just happen because that little guy was able to overpower me it's because the offensive line is in concert. And I think that's exactly this, at least what was happening last week and what happened against Michigan State was the offensive line started moving in concert and they started doing it on all the different ways that they can move the football. That's if they my can point. only do it once, one way, it doesn't work out, right? But if you can run the Wildcat, which they do with success, if you can run my favorite play of the game, I don't remember, it was the first half, uh, they need a third and, third and three maybe. And we came up to the line. We went empty. Em, we went empty backfield. Was it a fourth down? Right. We went. Em, we were. You and I were. You know, as, right. As just, usual. just carry on. Empty backfield. Right. Well, actually, it started with the guy to the right of Petrus. Right. Right. In the backfield in shotgun. Right. So in shotgun, they moved that. Was guy this a quarterback sneak? Yes. He. They moved the guy well, off it was the line. Fourth and one. Okay. It was. It was more than one though. One and a half. They moved the guy off the line. Then they send somebody in motion. Right. And that person. So there's two things that happen. First of all, they're setting up for a, an inside handoff because you've got a running back. Right. But then you move them off the line. So now the linebacker moves. Then they send somebody in motion. The other linebacker and possibly one of the defensive backs has to move. And what does he do? He goes up. He goes up under under center and immediately grabs a ball and sneaks it for three yards. I mean, because what happens is there is Nate Stanley was the most proud Hawkeye alum in the Twin Cities well, area. It, it, the beauty of that play was. That by doing all of that stuff, you didn't allow Minnesota to even stack the line, right? You actually made them pull guys away from the middle of the, of the line, which is where our best player is. And we can argue about it all you want right now, but the number one center in the nation, according to Pro Football Focus's stats right now at the middle of the year, is Tyler Linderbaum. He's number one. That's it. There's no player in the country as a center that is rated more highly. He's at 90.5 points or something That's like that. That's stupid. It's sickening, and if you watch some of the some of the plays where Iowa was gaining big chunks of yardage, including the forty yarder that Goodson r- ripped off, is that the one where he knocked three guys down? He, he got one guy, then the second guy he got, he buried right and got up and got another dude. He's good, and you know, which is amazing considering he was playing defensive line two years ago um, coming in. But 
that play to me was. Don't you think Reese Morgan's got to be going? Oh. This is my this is, last this is great this, statement as uh, recruiting the state of Iowa. I, I found finding this guy. The, finding this kid from Solon. Right. I find this guy. Now, I was dumb enough to think he should play defense for me on the defensive yeah. line. I, I just, I, it's really, it is really something fun to watch. And, and you and I even, we sat in the game and you know, Alaric Jackson actually gave up. I think there was a sack or something. One, sack, one right. right? And it's very easy to notice when he does. And we're like, oh, what's wrong with him? And then you go back and you start watching. There's nothing wrong with him. He made a mistake on a play, right? He's get, getting, he's grading out as high as anybody in some of those, yeah, those he's stats, in the, too. In that you know, mid-80s, if not yeah, if not higher. He's playing fine. He is. Aren't, the, aren't three, while, of, you know? uh, three of the top ten linemen on the Iowa line? Well, the other one that, is uh, uh, Kallenberger's up there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And, and he's, you know, he... Wasn't sure he was going to start here this year at any point in time, right? And, and he's he played is. every position except for center. Yeah, <laughs> uh, versatile. Oh, <laughs> for- he's very versatile. Very, very fun to watch the the running game go. It's a little disconcerting to watch how the passing game continues to work because the, there are guys open. So I had a conversation uh, with one of our favorite fans, Dave Creighton Senior. You and, did, and and he asked me this question. Are you sold on Petrus? And I said his name is Petrus. <laughs> I, I'm fine either way. Yes. Right. AJ Epinesa or Epinesa last year. Exactly. You guys are getting on me. Okay. And, yeah. And, and I just said, look, and to your point, there are guys open. There are things that happen. We've got a sophomore quarterback. Did you read Dockerman's? Uh, I did. I, was, I actually have notes to talk about it here. Okay, good. So, so let's just say, first of all, he was 9 of 18 for 111 yards the other day. His stats are and getting. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Uh, and a really bad, really bad interception. Right? Yes. Through a terrible, horrible pick. Missed several open players, and even on the completed pl- passes, we have to you have to call a spade a spade. That that pass, the tight end pass uh, in the third quarter, which set him up for the touchdown, he hit a wide-open guy three yards short, or he scores a touchdown, right? But uh, at least he hit him, you're right? Ta- you're talking about the long pass down the middle of the field. Yeah. Yes. Um now he had a couple of other nice balls in there. He did. He had a couple of other, but he doesn't. He doesn't appear right now to be getting a whole lot better. So, but without as a backdrop, four game sample, right, of a guy who's been in True. the fire. True, and with no spring spring practice this no year, no spring practice, and, and, yeah. and obviously a completely screwed up uh, summer camp slash preseason uh, to come into this. He's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of. 35 or 40 practices behind where all those other sophomore quarterbacks would have been. Yes. And and as the article we've read. If we've you take read, spring, what do you get, 15 or 20 in the spring? Isn't it, It's 20, right? It's yeah, like something weeks, like that. Weeks, but then the entire, under normal circumstance, you would have had two or three weeks of spring ball all summer Yeah, where yeah. Y- you can't. Do but and, they, and but they Brian Ferentz even pointed out today they couldn't work out with the coaches in the weight room right they could go work out on their own but they weren't allowed to do any of this stuff that they normally do with the coaching staff right? and then starting the beginning of August all up until the first game of the season Brian Ferentz said today you can't learn our offense on Zoom and that's a in- very interesting way to put it. And I, I still, not that I'm saying I, I'm, a, my, for no, me, the jury's I believe, out, no. but, but I, I see that's an interesting way to put it, right? Who knows what he didn't know or get Brett, the benefit let's of. Go back, let's go back to a conversation you and I had alone with Ken O'Keefe 
is we were talking the year Ricky Stanzi hurt his shoulder uh, when it was he and Jake Christensen. And, frankly, Ken O'Keefe basically. When Stanzi got hurt, Stanzi took over for for Christensen in the one game. I thought. It was Vandenberg who took over for him and went to Ohio State. You're not listening. Okay. We were at media day. Yes. In August. Yes. And all of a sudden, Ricky Stanzi was now even with Jake Christensen. Yes. And Ken so O'Keefe. So that would be 08. Yes. yes. And O'Keefe was telling us that Stanzi was going to be the guy, and then he got hurt. And he also oh, told, that's right. And that's he right. also told that's us right. that that's right. they throw so much on their quarterback, it's very difficult to understand and have any appreciation for those of us who sit in the stands, sit at a bar and watch the game, sit at home and scream at our TV, to understand everything that they've asked of that quarterback to do, read, pre-snap, and all of those other Did things. Did we say this last week, or was this at I, I, our conversations are running together? Did we say this during the game? Because it, it was probably during the game. Because what what I said, what I what I, has in passed fact, through, I'm sure it was during the game. Okay, what has passed through my mind a number of times over the last couple of weeks is I watch quarterbacks on fair to midland mid-sized football teams right such as any mac team throw any any one okay. out there right or the kid at, at BYU right i was watching the kid at BYU right well, that, dude's a, that dude's a top 10 draft pick right who, who we chose we, also we chose we chose petrus over him he it was him or petrus we chose petrus okay. that's that's it iowa I, he was coming to iowa right uh, but if you watch what they do with him gets the ball and immediately throws Gets the ball and immediately throws. There's, there's guys. No, there's no thinking. Right. There's, there's no reading. Right, right. Per se. He's a top ten draft pick right now. Who's not ready to play in the NFL? No. Iowa prepares players, which is why Jake Rudock actually got asked back by three NFL teams this year to come try out. Right. Why Kyle McCann back in the day got to stay with the Jets for two years. He barely started for Iowa. Right. He started for Iowa for one year, but Brad Banks was better. Um, it's why it's why all these Iowa quarterbacks stick around, and why these all these Iowa players. What they're doing is is they're preparing them in a different way. They're not running the run pass option, which is much more simple to run. You think it's not, right? Because oh, there's guys running everywhere. No, you fake the handoff, and you've got to read. If he doesn't have it, you run the football. That's it, right? You don't. You and it's really and, helpful if you're right. Kyler Murray in that fast, right? And you can run around. Iowa's expecting a kid. I think we did say this last week. Mm. Um, expecting somebody to not only drop back and to not only read the defense, but then then they drop back, and they're supposed to stand there. You're not supposed to run out of the pocket. They're creating a pocket, a pro pocket. And then if things work out the right way, you're supposed to step up into the pocket that has now been created with the oncoming lo- lineman and then throw the football, right? So you're supposed to stand there and not crap your pants. While guys are coming at you, and then step further into the action so that then the guys who are breaking open are now at the position where you can throw the football. Well, it's way different than the art. And the so reason I that will Nate give Stanley everybody was, credit for that. The reason that Nate Stanley was decent about that is there, he, there was nowhere for him to ever run. He, ne- he doesn't have the prowess, the quickness yes. to move outside. Right, right. I think... Petrus actually has some athletic ability. And he wants to go because he's still he's got happy feet. He's dancing back there. And he that's the part. That's the part that he has to. And and this is where Ken O'Keefe, the quarterback whisperer, has got to get him to chill. 
He had. I agree. On the pass you're talking about, he had plenty. Brandon Smith was wide open on the flea flicker, Ugh. and he overthrew him by Ugh. 15 yards. The flea flicker worked so well, and, and, he's, oh, and, and, he, and he overthrows yeah. him by 15 yards because he's too excited. And he threw it too early. Too, yep. and, and No pressure. There, was, there yep. wasn't enough pressure to constitute no. throwing that ball at right. that time. So the jury's out. If he relaxes, there's, there's, the game is, the game, I feel like is slowing down for him, but his brain isn't slowing down with the game yet, and that's where the Hawkeye running game is so important. Obviously, we run the ball, we move the ball, we get third and two, we it's matriculate the ball back down the field. Different than third and twelve, so that's going to be. I'm only on note three. I got a whole two pages. What are we going to do? Welcome back to Tom Kinger at HawkeyeReport.com. It is met here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Chief. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back here at the private party in here that's a lot of fun but the other fun thing you can do which we have not really pumped a whole lot but they'll do tours you get a foundry distilling company experience you learn all about their production the facility they've got here it's sort of innovative sort of different obviously it's way cool it's very cool and uh you'll get a complimentary tasting uh, along with everything which is worth something trust me uh if, and a voucher for some free stuff here in the alchemy lounge that's not too bad you can book it today by uh just going ahead and going to foundry distilling company.com slash visit that's foundry distilling company.com slash visit and uh you can schedule your um tour here and taste a little bit of whiskey at the same time as well as some of the other stuff they've got i'm currently about to move on to my second um no, we're not going to talk about that yet. Yeah, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com uh, joins <laughs> as he does each and every week. And uh, good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon. Good evening, I guess now. Yeah, you know, we're trying to – it's hard to f- figure out what time it is because it's dark at this point, right? So it could be 7 or 8 o'clock in our I'm wearing, short, I'm wearing shorts. You are. You have shorts 70 on. degrees I, today. I had my Santa hat on and my sweatshirt while I was putting up lights today. It was great. It was fabulous. I wasn't in shorts, though. But, uh, hey, Tom, so this was, um, this last weekend, was a really fun football game in in all kinds of different ways. Aside from the fact that I I guess I never felt like the game was in doubt, even when Minnesota was trying to pull closer in the third quarter. Uh, I thought it was in doubt when they started calling timeouts. (laughs) I was going to go to that. Good. This whole deal with the timeouts at the end of the game. We haven't seen Kirk Ferentz throw a lot of shade on people before. I mean, we've seen a few little things here and there where he throws a little snort snort in, right? <laughs> but that was pretty good. And I, I want to know, do you feel like, I mean, there's a discussion out there on your message board. Do you feel like that was petty in any way? Or do you feel like that, that, that Kirk was, first of all, justified in that? And how fun is it just to see him let, let a little thing like that uh, go and have a little fun like that? Um, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no love loss between PJ Fleck and the Iowa staff. There's just not, it's just, you know, he operates at a different 
in a different uh, frequency, I guess. I don't know how what you would call it. Just he he runs his program differently. Certainly in Iowa. a different. And they butted heads. <clears throat> yeah, they they butted heads in the recruiting trail quite a bit, and that's perfectly natural. And there's some bad blood there. And um, I thought it was interesting. Where this all started was at least in the game was when Kirk went for two. Yeah. Um, you know, he's nine minutes left and you're up 26 nothing. Do you really need to go for two? Probably not. I don't think I don't think there was any threat of Minnesota scoring four touchdowns in the last nine minutes of the game based on what I had seen that to that point in the game. Um, but um, it, it hearkened me back to 2010 when Brett Bielema against the Gophers and Tim Brewster went for two up 41 to 16 and Brewster got all mad and, and uh, Brett Bielema said card said go for two. Right. So, right. I remember that. <laughs> it's just what's on the card. Yep. Yep. So card said go for two. Well, you so know, he went for two. That, but that's where it all started. And then, you know, PJ flexes uh, a little bit at the end and Iowa brings in the reserves and you would think but a guy like Rashad Bateman, who's a potential first-round pick, on a cold night when you're down 35 nothing, would wouldn't want to be on the field, and he's out there in the final seconds of a game that is worthless to him in his career um, to make it 35-7. It just that made no sense to me. Uh, yeah, but the, the, hold on, hold on. You said that the Iowa staff has a problem with P.J. Fleck. It's my understanding that there are 13 other teams who have an issue with P.J. Fleck. Is that fair to say? Uh, other college staffs? Yeah, I'm sure there's other staffs that have no, problems with No, in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are others that have problems with P.J. Fleck. Look, he's, um, he's a different guy. And yeah, I mean, he locked up Amir yes, on his right. visit, you know, wouldn't let him go home until he kind of said, um, hey, I'm coming, I'm going to go to Minnesota. So, I mean, you know how how this guy operates. That's right. The, 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 that, that's what Amir had said. In a, I'm only catching this reading Tom's website, but, but at some point in time he said, look, the story is, look, they locked me in a room and said, scholarships on the table, take it or leave it. I don't know if I'm getting one from anybody else. So I sat there until I decided, and he, he committed, right? And then decommitted and came to Iowa, right? It was but, like being in the room with Hank Voigt on Chicago PD. Could, very well could have been. P.J. Fleck has, it does a lot of things, too, that are shticky, and, and, you know, Kirk can't stand that, right? It's stuff that, you know, Kirk would rather would never want to do alternate uniforms if he didn't have to. Certainly would never put a boat, uh, a ro- an oar on his helmet, you know. I think it's I, of all the, of all the teams. The only other guy in the conference right now that I think it'd be more fun to tweak will be Scott Frost when that comes along. But but <laughs> it, it was certainly it was certainly interesting. Um, Tom, before we move on to basketball, real quick, I, we haven't really talked in in the first part of the, part of the program much about just how good this defense has actually been. Um, considering obviously the first game, uh, you know they wore down. In the second game, they got better, a little bit better and better, and then now they've been lights out the last two weeks. And part of this has to be, and I look back and I really think, boy, it's just too bad we didn't have these guys against Purdue. Yeah, five Seth, play, they're five plays from 4-0. Seth Benson and, and, and now Jack Campbell, good heavens. We've got two guys that are patrolling the middle right now that are, that, that are reminiscent of Josie Jewell at their, at their <laughs> age. 
And w- with those guys there, I, f- I feel so much – the defense is just so much stronger than they were against, say, Purdue earlier in the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a much improved unit. And we talked to Phil Parker today kind of about what happened because I, I just hearken back to after the Michigan State game talking to Riley Moss, and he said that they kind of just played – um, the things that were different in practice. And Phil kind of echoed some of those things today. And I asked him if it was something that he said, something the players did. And it sounded like Phil may have said something, but um, that the players just bought in. And he's basically like now they're out there and they're holding each other accountable. If you're not practicing hard, you're going to hear it from your teammates to get your butt working harder uh, and start flying to the football. And that's showing up on the field, which is, you know, a positive for Iowa. And you're seeing that. And, you know, Jack Campbell, I mean, he's a guy that's going to make a big difference, I think. And Seth Benson's played real well. So um, uh, Phil had a lot of praise for Matt Hankins today and the leadership he's showing. So uh, I, I think there's plenty of uh, plenty of leadership out there on the defensive side. And they're playing at a really high level. The numbers show it, uh, 200 one yard a game passing is really good, and um, 112 on the ground is really good. So uh, they're doing well in both areas. On uh, and, and they're turning people over. They've given up four touchdown passes, and they have eight interceptions. That's fantastic. Well, I I thought the numbers the the number that jumped out at me last week was not that they held Ibrahim to 130 yards on 33 carries, well, which, uh, but the and, num- he, and he got like half of those on like three carries right but the number that jumped out at me was tanner morgan he's 16 to 33 for 160 what was he but, last year in iowa city but well at one point in time but before that last drive he was like nine of 25 right i mean they, he completed several on that last drive against true freshmen right right um that kid in, in iowa city last year he was like 80 percent, right i mean and his whole thing as tanner morgan last year was the quintessential uh accurate quarterback right with bateman and the johnson kid and their offensive line last year and man they had him sniffed out the other night he was all over the place and i i just think that iowa defensive backs as it's just it's such an underrated jack kerner's got interception the last three games how good is that riley moss has now four against minnesota you know i i know phil parker you know he He's just, like you say, he's calling out Hankins. When we start looking at the defense right now, they just keep bringing in defensive backs and safeties. Who is the Big Ten p- Defensive Player of the Week? Well, that was Van, Van Valkenburg. We, we haven't gotten there where, yet, right? Whoa. Where's he from? Where did where? What was the small college he transferred from, uh, uh, Tom? Hillsdale. Hillsdale. And he's from Michigan, right? Yeah, Hillsdale, D2 school. Wow. And, and Big Ten Player of the Week, three tackles for three sacks and like five tackles. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing what they're getting out of these guys. But what I what is more amazing to me, and I just want to, I I think we just have to give them credit. Is more amazing is they lost so many guys off this defense last year, such important players, right? What really, guys played in the league? They're playing. All of them are playing in the league, uh, and Phil just keeps turning them turning them over. There's I, three guys playing in the NFL. They lost last year. AJ, Ojemudia, and Gino. 
I'm not sure we have a question nope. in there for Tom, so maybe we should just move on. But it's, it, we're, we're, we are excited <laughs> about and the And Christian Welsh. Christian Welsh, too. That's true. Right, exactly. Exactly. And you go back. I mean, the, you start watching NFL football every Sunday right now. There's a few guys on offense, but there's Iowa guys dotting every defense. I mean, they're all over the place. It's nuts. And it's all coming from Phil Parker. I mean, it really is at some point in time. Norm's been gone a little while now. On the hoop side, Tom, we finally get the, uh, the, the release of the basketball schedule officially yesterday. I don't think there's anything shocking in there. Uh, a couple Other of things- than Iowa only plays Illinois once. I was going to say, that's one thing that's on, that's on there that's a little bit sketchy. Uh, when I say sketchy, disappointing probably, is that war that took place twice last year that was two really, really good basketball games. We're only going to get one of those. And we're not sure when they're going to play Iowa State. Um, other than that, what jumped out at you? Um, there were a couple things that jumped out at me. The, the three different back-to-backs on the road. You know, they've got two at home that are back-to-backs. But especially at the end of the year when it's like Wisconsin and, and Michigan State back-to-back on the road. And then, um, and then you go to Ohio State and Michigan. And earlier in the Big Ten schedule, it's at Maryland, at Rutgers, at Maryland in early January. Those are tough. I mean, you know, it's not like they can go stay out east. It's they they got to come back and forth, and you know, the the arenas are going to be different because it's just going to be you know, family, yeah, family. Not, right. There's not going to be crowds, but you're still traveling. I and mean, people, I say, well, it's a, you know, it's really just playing basketball, and it's not going to be hostile atmosphere still on the road but the thing with this Iowa team is they're really they're going to have a mature bunch they're going to have veteran guys with Bohannon and Wieskamp and Garza and CJ Frederick and Connor Connor um, right you know, they, yeah they've got guys that have been through it um, that know what it's like to play uh, and, and are self-motivated and, and um, I, I think they're going to be fine I'm just anxious to see them uh, him play next week it's just you know it's been since uh uh last game i went to was uh, what march 8th in champaign illinois that was the the, the end of last season uh, unfortunately yeah came back and darn near won that on the road after being down at the play that's that's a good illinois team like i say they only get them once in champaign yes next wednesday 3 p.m north carolina a&t and then they'll turn around on friday and right as the football game ends, three three o'clock three o'clock on wednesday afternoon and then 4 p.m on friday like i say right after the football game with nebraska yeah. is over they'll play southern both games are on the big 10 network so you can watch yeah. both of them which is really really cool and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, this just in, if you're in the top ten in the AP, you usually end up getting the benefit of the doubt as far as being on the Big Ten Network instead of having to stream as BN, we had to do. For, BTN Plus, right, right. For a while. I don't, you know, how much time we got left? I, 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 well, let me, let me break this down. Here's one more, <clears throat> one more thing that I thought jumped out at me, Tom. Big Ten's playing four games on Christmas Day. And Iowa will be at yeah. Minnesota on Christmas Day. That's very interesting. Uh, it's a... a uh, and I almost wonder if that's a, hey, you know, a lot of people won't be traveling as much. They won't be able to get together with family as much. Let's play some fo- some basketball games. Why not, right? Well, the the NBA has been wildly successful in playing on Christmas Day. They have a whole slate of games for years, and they're very well viewed. And um, people watch a lot of them because, you know, what are you doing on Christmas? The same thing at Thanksgiving. You're looking to get away from your family after hanging out with them and eating that's with right. them. And How much scrabble can go a guy play? Sit somewhere. 
you just want to go sit somewhere and watch some some football and and on Christmas it's you just want to go somewhere and have a couple of beers and watch some basketball and that's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. It, no, that's it's, that it's was terrific. a uh, that's a scheduling coup by the Big 10. It's it's, it's terrific. Okay, we got we, you're going to have to go quick on this time and maybe we'll kick this to next week. Back to football. Conceptually, maybe you've heard something, maybe you haven't. Here's my question. Iowa ends up in some bowl game down south this year where fans are currently allowed to go to a stadium. Does the Big Ten say that nobody can go because we're the Big Ten and it doesn't matter where they play and they're a Big Ten team? Or does the Big Ten allow fans to go to a bowl game, say, in Arizona or Florida? Yeah, I think they're going to do whatever the uh, bowl game allows people to do. And that's that's how they'll operate. It's, um, it's just Big Ten in Big Ten home Stadiums is you know whatever they do elsewhere is up to uh, up to the local jurisdictions. So all right, I'm um, up for a that's trip. That's how they're going to do it. We're going. All right, Tom. <laughs> happy Valley Nashville, this week. Nashville, Nashville. Here we come. That's right. right. Oh, I got Arizona and the cheese. It's no, no. I, 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 I'm State. with him in Nashville. Playing Tennessee. Yeah. So, real quick, Happy Valley this week. What do you think? Um, I think I was going to win. I just. Um, you know, the, the thing I follow a little bit is, like, the betting lines. Penn State opened minus 3.5. Within an hour, it was even money, and now it's Iowa minus 2.5. And, and that all happened basically within 24 hours. And, and the only degenerates that are betting on those games are real degenerates, the sharp guys, the guys that <laughs> move lines and knows how to do the, these Trent things. Trent and, and aren't general. Aren't, yeah, Trent, Trent Condon and aren't generally on the wrong side. I love him. Exactly. They're, they don't move those lines uh, because uh, you and I bet 30 bucks on a game. Tom, thanks very yeah, much. We'll right. talk to you hopefully next Monday. All right, take care. Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back to wrap things up. Get set for Penn State on the Hawkeye Level 1700. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ, real sports talk for real sports fans. Make sure we uh, recognize our sponsors here at the Hawkeye Huddle. Of course, we've uh, talked a lot about Still Company, which we are currently sitting at enjoying their uh, distilled spirits. But uh, you could also check out our friends over at G-Mix. Of course, we're talking about... I had it. brunch there. You did? Oh, man. So can we go over there and have some wings? We might. All right. It, my wife just said it's Jingle in the Junction night tonight. You know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of activity around. Dozens. You and I can shop, window shop together. You can That'd shop. That'd be fun. I'm not going to shop. I'm going to watch freaking uh, Arizona, Seattle. Ooh, there you go. All right. So, uh, is that on already? No. No. All right. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, AMPM Plumbing, also down here at the Junction. Brett, what do they do? They do plumbing. In Nothing Trust else, me. but they do plumbing, and they'll do it any time. That's the big key, right? So yes. The, the, the AMP and plumbing, that's why they named the business, right? Is the idea You need is, plumbing. Look, yes. You need to call. Yes. yes. And I have not. Let's look real quick. Um, our friend Doug Stone. Oh, I already have Re- my, I have my whole team of the uh, week. My, from uh, Remax uh, uh, Concepts. Uh, Stonehawker Realty, of course, at dsmrealestate.com, dsmrealestate.com. Usually we do the home team of the week. Last, what, what did we do last week? I got, uh, I got. No, I lost. I had no. I had BC and they lost by half a point. And I had Notre Troy Day. and they, they lost had, due they, to COVID. COVID, right? But I had BC. So this week, and this I is who I have on my home Remax home team of the week. Okay, Baltimore Ravens. 
I am in a a loser's pool that started with 54 (laughs) people. It's down to two, me and another dude. He's got Jacksonville still available. So I have to have the Baltimore Ravens beat my son Trey's Tennessee Titans this week to stay alive so that next week when he has no teams left and he begs me to split the pot. Then that's I, where you're going. That's where I'm going. Baltimore Ravens. God, I so want to straight get, up. I no, s- no, no points. I so want to help. I so want to hope on Northwestern. Get well, that, seven and a half at home. Well, that's they're my, a home team. That's my college one. My, Iowa State Wisconsin, was another one. Wisconsin can kill them. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. You think nope. so? I think Northwestern is just that annoying fly and mosquito that is in your room. That somehow always gets the tempo of the game. Well, let's throw that out then as our as our uh, college. Pick. All right, you got yeah. Northwestern. Northwestern. That's our that's our college pick. And the Baltimore. We've Ravens. been very close. We've been very close on our. So hey, Doug Stonehawker and I Relax, think Iowa State concepts. rolls if they play. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Check them out, dsmrealestate.com. You can get to all these people off of thehawkeyehuddle.com. We've got uh, our links out there, so check them out off thehawkeyehuddle.com. It's easier to remember because you, you love us, right? But uh, get who out does there. It? But we honestly, we we don't we somehow we don't get sponsors who we don't do business with, right? So imagine that, <laughs> right? So uh, we do business with them, and and so we appreciate it uh, if if you'd give them a shot as well. Um, Okay. Okay. So oh, okay. I have to, I have to say something. So on Sunday mornings, I typically watch Veasan, uh, the Lombardi line, and so they have this dude on there who's young. He's knowledgeable. I mean, knows all about betting. But last week he goes, you know, the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, brought uh, this pig home, and he called him like Warren, or something like this. And I'm like, she's, dude, she's not fat. Dude, she's ugly, the, but she, the pig uh, well, sorry. is Floyd of Rosedale, and his name is Ferenc. Warren, uh, Warren of, not not Ferenc. It Ferenc, rhymes with, it parents. Rhymes with parents. parents. Yes, and I'm going. You're on, you're on national television, Sirius XM Radio, and he's been the longest tenured football coach in, in the, college football, and you still don't know how to pronounce his name. Currently, the third winningest coach in the Big. And history. Going for his hundredth victory, victory in Big Ten in the Big Ten this week. Yes, uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, as we look at Penn State, okay. So we said this. Earlier. So first, first of all, no whiteout. I'm gonna throw this concept. That's true. I'm throw this concept out to you. A Remax concept. It is a Remax concept. This has nothing to do with Penn State. You ever notice how when Iowa is completely out of out of the race, they play looser and, and crazier better. and yes. better. Yes, I mean they're they're statistically it's it the only way for them to get to get to win the Big Ten. There's West, no chance. Well, there is. They can get in a three-way tie with North, Northwestern, Wisconsin, and then there's a bunch of tiebreakers. And depending on who's won what, Wisconsin probably will still win because they didn't have to play games that they should have forfeited. But even there, but that's that's about the only way for it to happen, right? So I figured I just, out there's no I'm just, chance. I'm just kind of. I just thought last week when I was I did watching, the calculus on this for. Yeah, thirty seconds and went. There's no yeah. chance. I I just was watching when I'm watching them last week. They're two games behind. There's couple, no way to do it. And you, a couple things that occurred to me was they're calling plays as if they're out of the race. When they're in the race, they call them like they're puckered up, rear ends. And it's, it's it's just it's so 
this will be a different game at Penn State. The last time we were at Penn State, championship was on the line. Guess what? We we they called a bunch of stupid charted the they bed. Did, they did. It's a different different game. So Penn State's zero and four, but they lost Indiana by a point when they clearly had the game won, right? And they 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 accidentally scored when they shouldn't have. Indiana came back and tied it on a two point conversion and won it in overtime. They played Ohio State to within 38-25. They played okay in the first two games. Now, going through uh, the last two games, they've played horribly in the last two games. Uh, Maryland at home and Nebraska on the road. They got down to Maryland 35-7 to at home and 24-3 to to Ohio State they, or to, uh, to Maryland. They benched the quarterback, although the, the chances are he'll probably play. The Clifford kid will probably play this week along with uh, The bigger a dog? Huh? The big red dog will play, and Lavis will probably play two quarterbacks this week. But turnovers have put them way behind in these games. So here's the question. So last Saturday, I'm, I'm kind of watching the game as I'm doing leaves, and Nebraska has the ball every single time I look at the television. It's because they kept turning it over. And, and so the, what was pointed out, I was reading an article where it was pointed out, so 51 of their 130, imagine that, I do research for this show. 51 of their no 139 <laughs> I know 51 of the 139 points they've given up which is quite a bit but 51 of their 139 they've given up have been either off of a direct pick six fumble return or a short field where the other team got the ball on their side of the field in other words a third of, oh, more than a third of the points that their defense has given up has been because because the offense has screwed them right so here's my worry for this week my worry for this week is that somehow Iowa doesn't create the turnovers, even though they're masters of the interception. 11 games in a row is unheard of. So do you go to 12? Do you count on that? If you go to 12, cool. But if they don't, that's where I start figuring Penn State might actually be better than they – I mean, they've got four- and five-star guys up and down the lineup. The question is, if Iowa can't get the turnovers – So let me ask still? you this question. You still win the game without turnovers. Have any of the Penn State guys quit? And when I say quit, I mean the older guys, the people that are not. Um, right, they're ready to move on. Yes, they're done. Right, it's good. It's a good question. Uh, you know who the biggest James mystery Fra- in the entire Big Ten is? Is Rondell Moore? Where is he? He's on the sidelines mm-hmm. against Purdue. He hasn't played a, a lick. He's quit already. We we figured that out. I agree. I uh, just don't get it. And so, I mean. My issue with this week is more about history than it is about the present. And does do the Hawkeye football coaches who have the history in their head bring that to Happy Valley and call a game, play a game, overcompensate in in an in a manner by which they have had to try and win it's a, games? It's a great question. In in Happy Valley at Penn State this week, or can they leave that negative history? I mean, 10 years is a long time. I mean, that's five, six games in a row. How many? What, six in a row. Six in a row we've but, lost so to Penn the State. So if you go back, last year was a, a five-point loss. Obviously, The year I, before was a touchdown on the last play of the game. Two years before that was at Penn State when, we, when Stanley threw the interception on the goal line. We had a chance to go ahead. And then it was, what the, was the one. Play of the game. What was the one where he missed Hawkinson? That was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I, Iowa has played to within. They've played them close both times. And 
And I thought, actually, at Happy Valley two years ago, I thought Iowa played a fairly loose and uh, very uh, freewheeling game, and, and it kept them in the game. Um, I thought in both games at home, Iowa played extremely conservatively, and it, it cost them both games. Uh, I thought, and yet it, they and, still and lost on the last play of the game. Both times lost very close, very close games. This this is exactly right, and with nobody there, right? Uh, Penn State's weakness right now is that they've lost their first three running, their top three running backs to various things, injury, uh, COVID, uh, heart problem. I mean, right now the guys they have are not the guys. They're they're still four star recruits. They're just not the guys they thought they had. Right? What, whatever. I uh, mean, e- either way, this this team is beatable in a lot of different ways, and yet at the same time... Apparently it's beatable the first four times they've played this year. They couldn't get the ball. It's not like Maryland is running in there. Maryland was the one that that screwed everybody up. Because Nebraska last week, I watched that whole game. Imagine that, I had to. And as I'm, as I'm, we're doing a birthday party for my my grandson. Uh, By the way, happy birthday to my nephew in Cedar Rapids. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned all these birthdays, and it was two weeks ago. It was mine, and you completely. Yeah, I had you over. It was fine. You had a couple beers. It was great. Um, Anyway. More like um, 10. But uh, I watched the game in Nebraska. Penn State had four, had had, had two, two shots, four down territory to win the game and couldn't get it in. Story Story of my my life. life. (laughs) Time now for our Foundry Distilling (laughs) Company Last Call. Brought to you by the Foundry Distilling Company. (laughs) Just out of nowhere, right? Never would have said that. By the way, next week, Thanksgiving and Friday is uh, Thanksgiving. There's a very good chance the Hawkeye Huddle will be on Monday. In fact, it will be on Monday. The question is where will it broadcast from? The Huddle Lounge or the... Right. We'll either be here in my basement. We'll probably be here. We'll be at the Alchemy Lounge. We'll see if they're open. Yes. They'll open it for us. So... uh, We got about a minute. Hurry. All right. I got to go first, don't I? Because that has worked out very well. I don't like it. I don't oh, like for it. God's sakes. I don't up. like it. I don't like it. Hawks. Uh, this is this is a this is just running the wrong way for. Uh, I can't see Penn State going zero and five. I think Iowa plays well. I just think Penn State finds themselves doesn't turn the ball over and suddenly Iowa loses twenty eight twenty four. That's where I'm going. Penn State twenty three, Iowa twenty two, twenty one. You're going there too, right? This Some, sucks. somehow it's uh, well. There, there, there's logic behind it. It's, it's a, it's a combination. All right, f that. Twenty-four, twenty-three. Duncan redeems himself. Kick at the buzzer. I feel like the miss kicks the other. I thought at least one of them was was a bad hole. I think, he's, I think we got a bad hole. But yeah, hey, it could happen. Hopefully, we'll hear the music to cue us out. By the way, Where I hear the music. You got it. All right, there it comes. I uh, want to thank everybody helping us out on the program today. Of course, Tom Kanker, HawkeyeReport.com. And folks here at Still in We're having a good time each week. Come down to join us uh, on Monday, and then after that, every Thursday. We'll see you on the Hawkeye Huddle. Talk to you next week.